Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. Welcome to another episode of the PBL Podcast, also known as Politics and Brown Liquor, where we rip on the headlines and give you the behind the scenes, what they really mean, because we all know the headlines are designed for clickbait. So what does it really mean? What's in the story? Well, Dr. C is still taking some much needed R&R, so we wish her the best. We love her dearly and wish to get her back here as soon as possible. But let's get into what we're going to talk about today. Yesterday on the podcast, I talked to you about Atlanta and the absolute feckless leadership of our mayor, because yes, our mayor, I live, Dr. C and I both live outside the metropolitan Atlanta marketplace, and Keisha Lance Bottoms has got to be one of the worst mayors in Atlanta, not, or sorry, the United States, not the worst, but she's on the top five. So what I want to talk about today is some of those other mayors and what's happening in their cities. Now, in our city of Atlanta, I talked to you yesterday about how the water boys a lot of violence. So if you are in and around the city of Atlanta, we've got a lot of listeners in the metropolitan Atlanta marketplace. Be very, very careful with the water boys because there's been several, several shootings and the city really isn't doing anything about it. They haven't clamped down on it. They haven't controlled it. So those stories keep popping up. So there's a hashtag floating on Twitter from my good friends over at the GOP Georgia Log Cabin Group. That is resign Keisha, hashtag resign Keisha. So please, if you've got a Twitter account, put that hashtag in. Let's get that hashtag growing and build it up and move this forward because at this point in time, our city de- deserves better than this feckless leadership from Keisha Lance Bottoms. But you know what? There are other cities in the United States that are going through this same problem. For example, Chicago. Oh my gosh, what is going on in Chicago? Now, a little background on Chicago is Chicago has always been kind of a, a rough city. It's, it's been marred in political graft and political corruption for, I mean, in the history books. This has been going on in Chicago forever. I don't mean to denigrate the city. I've been to Chicago a few times. I absolutely love, love the energy and the vitality in Chicago. You go down a miracle mile. There are some phenomenal places. The food in Chicago is absolutely wonderful, but the crime in Chicago right now, it's out of control. We think Atlanta's bad, and it is bad. Chicago is one of those cities that's worse. And Mayor Lightfoot, also known as Beetlejuice, has got no clue how to control it. None whatsoever. So let me go over a few stories that are coming out of the Chicago marketplace right now because this is absolutely phenomenal and amazing that it's happening and there's no outrage. There's just nationwide, our media, who I've often said is absolutely useless, has done nothing to report on this. I mean, they'll put it in some headlines, mostly it's the local media, and unfortunately, the media out of the UK talks about what's going on in Chicago more than the media out of the US. 
what would happen if our U.S. mainstream media, NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, talked about this a lot more, Fox does, to a point, but what if our mainstream media started really digging into what's going on in Chicago? Would people care? Would it make a difference? Now, I'm in Atlanta. I'm not in Chicago. Why should I care? If you're in, say, Dallas, Texas, or Houston, Texas, or you're in uh, Nevada, why should you care? Well, you should care because this crime wave, what's happening in the city of Chicago, this crime wave that's happening in the city of Atlanta, this crime wave that's happening in the city of New York City, this crime wave that's happening in cities such as Seattle, could affect you. I've lived in Atlanta on and off for a number of years. I never thought I would ever see the kind of crime that is happening in my city of Atlanta that I'm seeing right now. So if you're not one of these major cities, why should you care? Because if you don't speak up, you don't act out. If you don't voice your opinion, it could happen where you're at. And more importantly, if you're not aware of what could happen when we put these types of leaders in positions of power over our major cities, it could happen in your area. So yeah, we should all care what's going on in all of these cities across America because you know why? It happened in your town. And, it, and if it happens in your town, then what? You know, look what's going on in Portland right now. Portland, Oregon, I mean, the protest, it seems to be, you know, the, um, the, 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 the epitome or the, the, the place where all of these protesters are going, the epicenter, if you will, of all of this going on seems to be in Portland, Oregon. Why? Because they elected city leaders in their city that are feckless. And I've used that word several times, I know, but I can't think of a better word without using profanity, to be honest with you. I mean, these leaders are horrible, awful leaders. Let's talk about Chicago. This article is dated July 20th. Chicago weekend shootings, 63 shot, 12 fatally in violence across the city. 63 shot, 12 fatally. 12 people died this weekend in the city of Chicago because of the violence that's going on in Chicago. Now, there's another story out of Chicago that conflicts with that one. Also dated July 20, 2020. 11 people killed, at least 70 people shot in weekend violence across Chicago. They don't even, even the local reporters can't keep up with how many people are shot and killed in this city. It's, it's simply amazing that we have this kind of violence in a major city and there's not like absolute outrage. People are dying here. People are being killed because of this gun violence. Now, to put all this in perspective, the city of Chicago has very tough gun laws. Now, what is a leftist gonna say? A leftist with this kind of violence is gonna try to tell you that gun laws are the answer. Gun laws are not the answer. If gun laws were the answer, we would not be having this kind of violence in the city of Chicago. We would not have this kind of violence in the city of New York. We would not be having this kind of violence in the city of Atlanta. And now I talked about this yesterday on the podcast regarding Atlanta. We are an open carry state. Our mayor 
Keisha, who, who, just a horrible leader, Keisha Lance Bottoms, hashtag resign Keisha, thinks that it's because of our open carry laws that's causing the violence in the city of Atlanta. It's not true. It can't be anything further from the truth. People who open carry generally, typically, statistically, are law-abiding citizens. They're not causing the crime. The people causing the crimes are the ones that obtain their weapons illegally. You know, there's an old saying. Most of you, if not all of you, have heard this. It's like when you outlaw guns, you make a lot of people outlaws. So <clears throat> I'm telling you, gun control is not the answer. Leadership is the answer. We have almost a dozen people killed in the city of Chicago over the weekend. Over 60 between conflicting reports, between 60 and 70 people shot in the city of Chicago. And what's the city doing about it? Well, I can tell you that Mayor Lightfoot, hmm, you know, I say that with all due compassion, right? Mayor Lightfoot is rejecting any kind of help from Trump. In fact, here's, what, here's an article. Here's a headline in this article. We had John on Wednesday to talk about uh, the numbers, and it just got worse. Can you explain the last uh, for us looking for the people looking in to what is happening in Chicago? What is going on? How do you explain this gigantic number of of shootings, President Trump? Well, you have a bunch of individuals, young individuals, young men uh, who are illegal gun owners, not only from President Trump. Now, that was another article that you heard in the background that I pulled up that says, what is behind the violent shootings in Chicago? That's the main headline. The subheadline is law enforcement experts say the gang issue is only further growing and splintering. So that keyword splintering. So that means these gangs are fighting against each other more so than they ever have been. Why would that be? Where, where does that come from? Why is it now an increase? Well, it's because they know. It's like I mentioned on the podcast yesterday, but they know the police don't have the backing of the city. They know the police cannot really do anything because the city mayor has made it seem like there's not a problem. She has pushed back on Trump's effort to help. Now, Trump has said he's going to send federal agents to the city of Chicago. Now, Whitefoot pushes back on that. In fact, there's one article I read where she said she's pissed. She's pissed that Trump is going to send police officers or federal officers to the city of Chicago. But then it gets better than that. The hypocrisy of the left just knows no bounds. There's another article where Lightfoot is blaming the violence in the city of Chicago on a lack of a federal strategy. Well, how do you have it both ways, Mayor Lightfoot? How do you have it, one, where it's because Trump is not helping you, because he is the federal government, right? He runs the federal government. He doesn't have a strategy to help your city. But on the other hand, you're pissed because Trump is sending federal troops to your city. Meanwhile, your citizens are killed. Your citizens die. They lose close to a dozen citizens every weekend. That's just over the weekend. What about in the middle of the week? How many are they losing? How many citizens does the city of Chicago lose on an average week? 10, 20, 30? I mean, you tell me, is that normal? Is that acceptable? I'm telling you people, the, the leaders of these cities need to go. But unfortunately, 
the constituencies of these cities do nothing. They're not interested enough to change the leadership. Now, if you look at the violence in Chicago, there's a map of the violence. It's the south side of Chicago, which is primarily the black side of Chicago. All this violence is black on black violence. Where's Black Lives Matter? You know where Black Lives Matter is? Nowhere. And you know why they're nowhere to be seen on this? Because they don't care. That's not what Black Lives Matters is all about. Black Lives Matters is all about a Marxist revolution to change the United States of America as we are right now. They want to get rid of the nuclear family. It says so right in their platform. They want to defund the police. I mean, you look how that's working. I mean, the police already, right now, don't feel that they have the backing of their cities. So what are they doing? Well, the police are just kind of standing down. They're just kind of pulling back because they don't know. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know. Like in the city of Atlanta, we had Rayshard Brooks, who was shot and killed by a police officer. And that police officer was then charged with the murder of Rayshard Brooks. And Rayshard Brooks wrestled two police officers to the ground, took one of their tasers, and fired it at them. And now... That police officer is indicted. He went to jail. He's out on bond, but he went to jail. This is what police officers are facing across the country. Right now, Chicago is probably one of the worst. And uh, they're not alone. New York City, crime has spiked. In New York City alone, they just released their crime statistics. There's some good and there's some bad here. Murder in New York City is up 30%. Think about that. 30%. That's just, by the way, for the month of June. That's not for the year. That's the month of June. It's up 30%. Rape is down, which is great, but down 21%. They still had 109 rapes, but 20, down 21%. Robbery is down 17.8%. Assaults down 0.3%. Burglary up 118%. Grand larceny down 38%. And then something called GLA, up 50%. So the total, their crime, they're going to tout this as a positive that their crime rate is down 5.5%, which is BS. Their murder rate is up 30%. That's just the month of June. We have seen crime coming through New York like we've never seen or we haven't seen since Mayor Dinkins. Rudy Giuliani, who took over after Dinkins, cleaned it up with what he called the broken window policy. Now, if you're not familiar with the broken window policy, it's very simple. If a cop sees a broken window, the idea is that you investigate it. And broken window could be jaywalking. Broken window has a lot of connotation, but the broken window policy worked because what the idea of the broken window policy was is that you investigate these smaller crimes because they can lead to bigger crimes. For example, in New York, it's very common for people to jump the turnstiles of the subway to not pay for the subway. Well, that seems like a simple crime. Why should we investigate that? That's no big deal. Why? Why would I put police resources into investigating somebody jumping the turnstile off of the subway? Well, the reason you would investigate that is that person who is jumping the turnstile of the subway might have just robbed, assaulted, or murdered somebody. That's the broken window policy that Giuliani enacted, and New York 
which dropped crime drastically. It changed the city. It made New York safe again. Well, New York doesn't have that anymore because Bill de Blasio, worst mayor in the United States, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm still contemplating whether Lightfoot is the worst mayor. I'm leaning towards Lightfoot being the worst mayor, but de Blasio is so bad. It's so hard to take that mantle away from de Blasio because he's so bad. But Lightfoot, maybe they're equal because Lightfoot is just god-awful. But Mayor de Blasio has promised to defund his police department by $1 billion. Now you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. Well, the city of New York budget is billions and billions and billions of dollars. So percentage-wise, it may not be that much. But a billion dollars in police enforcement? One of the departments that was slashed was the um, private crimes or street crimes initiative where they had undercover police officers investigating or sneaking out on the street, or they pulled that back, but they've since put it back because they've had an increase in murders. And that's what this, this undercover, plainclothes group was supposed to be doing is preventing murders just out in the open. We saw a few weeks ago this guy walking with his daughter murdered, executed in broad daylight, and fortunately they caught the perps and they're in jail right now. But this crime unit was disbanded, but they've been brought back because the crime rate, the murder rate, and just in June in New York City, has gone up 30%. So it's like, you know, how do you win? How do you win? You've got these feckless mayors who are villainizing the police. You got de Blasio cutting a billion dollars from the budget. You got uh, Mayor Lightfoot, also known as Beetlejuice, saying that she blames the lack of federal strategy for the rise of gun violence. But then she's pissed that Trump is sending federal agents into Chicago to help with the gun violence. How do you combat that? As a, as, you know, President Trump, he's put in a precarious situation because now you got people screaming states' rights, states' rights, right? Those same people now that are screaming states' rights were the leftists that were screaming before the federal government needs to get involved. Now the federal government's getting involved, and now they scream, state rights. You can't win with the left. You just can't do it. And then you've got Dianne Feinstein, which, who's a, just a peach of a senator. She's a senator out of California who's basically thinking, yeah, maybe we should mandate masks federally. So now she wants to mandate masks federally. So we're the left. We're the left talking about it now. The left doesn't want Trump to send in troops. He sent in troops to Seattle. They're all up in arms about it. AOC, you know, intellectual giant that she is, is talking about how we don't need secret police. We should disband them. Well, they're not secret police. They actually are in uniform. They actually have lapels or labels on their uniform that say police. But she's trying to say there's a secret police and we should disband the secret police. We don't have a secret police. Not like that. But yet the left polarizes this issue so much so that you, you just, what do you do? What can you do? Well, here's what you can do. Is if you're in one of these major cities and you're listening to this or you know somebody who votes Democrat and they've always voted Democrat. It's time to expose this. It's time to start talking about this. It's time to get people to understand if you've been voting Democrat all your life because 
parents voted Democrat, grandparents voted Democrat, my family's always been Democrat, or you think Democrats are for the little people, it's time to expose that as false. Democrats are not for the little people. Democrats are for power. The left is for power. The Black Lives Matter movement is for power. They want to turn this country Marxist. They want the government to have absolute control over everything you do. The success of Donald Trump isn't in his social media presence, his Twitter. That's not his success. The success is what Donald Trump has done behind the scenes. The success with the Donald Trump is the number of federal judges he's put on the bench. He's put more federal judges on the bench than any other president has. Trump has cut regulations. Trump has helped small businesses cut through regulations so they can help them grow and doesn't cost them as much money or to go through as many hoops to the government just to manage their business. See, the stuff that Trump is successful at is the stuff most people don't see. And the media doesn't want to report it. The media won't tell you that. All the media will tell you is Trump sending federal agents to Seattle. It's maddening. We, we have a country under siege, under fire. We have major cities in our country that are falling apart and that are, are the violence, the crime is just going through the roof. Hashtag Keisha, resign Keisha in Atlanta needs to happen. Keisha Lance Bottoms is a horrible mayor. She may have perfect hair, but she's a horrible mayor. Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago, an abomination of a mayor. She has got to be one of the worst mayors I've ever seen in my lifetime. I mean, she is so bad for the city of Chicago that they should ride her out. And then you got de Blasio, who is just pretty much a communist. I mean, when he ran for president, his very brief stint for president, all he talked about is all oh, the taxes, all oh, the regulation, you know. That was his, his last cry to try to get attention to go full on socialist and communism. But yet, the man was elected three times as mayor of the city of New York. That's amazing. How do we put somebody in power like that? How do we put somebody in power that, that thinks socialism works? You know, if you look at socialism historically, it's never worked. You can't even point to those countries that Bernie Sanders points to as a, an example of how socialism works. It's just not true. In fact, those countries have basically come back and said, no, 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 we're not really socialists. No, Bernie. Yeah, no, that's not us. You know, we're pretty much uh, kind of borderline capitalist. We're more capitalists than we are socialists. But yet, the left continues to try. And for all you Bernie bros out there who thought Bernie was the one, really? Why do you think the Democrat Party rejected him? Why do you think the Democrat Party is putting Joe Biden in place? Why do you think they, the Democrat Party selected Joe? Not the people. Bernie, Bernie had to be taken out. Bernie was a threat. Now, why was Bernie a threat? Bernie was a threat because he was openly socialist. He openly said what his goals were. Biden doesn't. Biden's just a puppet. He's just a Trojan horse. We elect a Biden for president. You think the problems that we have in these cities are bad now? You will see this come to your city. If you are not in one of these major cities, you are going to see this come to your city. If you elect or help elect Joe Biden.
Biden is just a puppet. He's just a figurehead. What's going to happen if Biden wins this election is the people that are managing this campaign and the powers that be will be the ones that put people in place to make the decisions. Biden's already said he's only going to run for one term. And the media hasn't had a connection about it. They haven't said anything about it. If Trump had said in 2016 he was only going to run for one term, and I've mentioned this several times, the media would have a connection. But Biden says it, eh, no big deal. You look at the cognitive decline of Biden, pretty obvious, but eh, no big deal. Cities are burning across the United States, eh, no big deal. Democrats good, orange man bad. That's where we're at. This one, this story, just, this is just, I mean, look at this headline. I mean, tell me if this doesn't infuriate you. Seattle City Council member says, fire white police officers first. Okay. So I got, I'm going to have this story in the show notes. Pull it up. You'll see the picture of this city council member. I mean, a typical Karen like you would not believe. Even She has a nose ring, too, as well. She's a little too old for a nose ring. Hey, don't get me wrong. Not, not trying to denigrate her for that. But this woman basically says city council that the city, the police department of Seattle should fire white officers first. Now, she goes about it in a roundabout way because, remember, the headline is there just to grab your attention. But she actually, there's a video of her actually saying to this effect that the city should fire white officers before they fire black officers, or as she calls it, BIPOC. This is what she says. This, the council has continued to work through the Seattle Police Department budget and we are in the very beginning stages of developing proposals. I want to address some misinformation Seattle Police Department leadership is prognosticating on the content of budget cut, budget cut proposals that haven't been developed yet. And she goes on. In the case layoffs are necessary, one threat is firing BIPOC, BIPOC officers first. Now, BIPOC stands for, um, <clears throat> I know it's people of color, indigenous, black, indigenous people of color, whatever the hell that means, BIPOC. In other words, black officers. The chief can request the Public Safety Civil Service Commission, ED, for permission to lay off out of order, and I mentioned, I'm going to go over that in just a minute, what that means, when doing so is in the interest of efficient operations of his or her department. So one threat is firing officers who are indigenous people of colors, black indigenous people of colors. One threat. She calls that a threat. Now what she means by out of order. Now if you work for a major corporation, you are in the HR department, the operations department, chances are you understand how layoffs work. You know, usually, not always, it's LIFO, last in, first out. So the last person hired, if layoffs have to happen, they're the first person fired. Or laid off is a more applicable or a, um, palatable phrase, right? So typically what happens, if you're LIFO, last in, you're first out. So what she's advocating is that they can get permission to lay off out of order. So that means, let's say a black officer was the last one hired and a white officer has been on the force for say 20 years. Well, what she's proposing is the white officer, because of the color of his skin, be laid off. 
And the black officer who just started, because of the color of his skin, he kept on. Now, I'm not going to go down the road that that's racism. Definitely bigotry. Because, you know, the def my definition of racism, the academic definition of racism is the genetic belief that one race is superior than the other. Now, Lisa Herbold is this councilwoman's name. We'll call her Karen. Karen is white. But Karen, social justice warrior that she is, is advocating that the Seattle Police Department, via budget cuts, lay off white officers over black officers simply because of the color of their skin. That's outrageous. That's just simply outrageous. So let's, let's recap all this. We got... Uh, Mayor Beetlejuice, also known as Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago, refusing Trump's help, but wanting Trump's help, but refusing Trump's help, and her city, we have at least, at least close to a dozen deaths every weekend. 60, between 60 and 70 shootings every weekend. In Atlanta, we got our ineffective mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms, hashtag resign Keisha who is doing nothing with the violence or of the violence in her city. The water boys are in control in the city of Atlanta because you don't know what to do. And then she's considered a top pick for Biden. We got de Blasio in New York City, cut the budget, police budget by a billion dollars. And by the way, don't think that money went to anything other than social services because that's exactly what it went to. It didn't go back to the taxpayers. It went into social service programs. And in fact, the city of New York is talking about sending social service workers to police calls. You've probably read that story. You probably know that story happened a couple of weeks ago to where you call in, you may get a social worker in the city of New York and you've got an issue where you're calling the police. There's a story that I put on my TikTok account the other day where a lady was, had an issue with people doing, um, um, firing off illegal fireworks in her borough and the borough president had told everybody that if you got an issue like that, don't call the police first. Go talk to the person. She went to talk to the person. Eight bullets in her later, she's dead. When, when does it end? When do we finally say enough's enough? When do the people of these cities wake up and start voting these Democrats out? And then you got the city of Seattle blatantly saying, hey, we should get rid of the white police officers in favor of black police officers. And we allow this? It's not a national outrage? This is not what our country is about. What happened to Martin Luther King saying, of, you know, not, don't judge somebody by the color of the skin, but the content of the character? What happened to that? What happened? Well, I'm going to tell you what happened. The left took over the Democrat Party. Here's an article from American Thinker. Why does Nancy care about port? Well, I'm going to take a break. When I come back from the break, I'm going to tell you why Nancy cares about Portland. So this is the PBL Podcast. You can find us on all platforms as the PBL Podcast, at the PBL Podcast. And you can find us on patreon.com slash the PBL Podcast, where you can help us by buying a membership. And for your membership, you're going to get exclusive content behind-the-scenes content, 
all videos of our shows as well as other content that we don't release to the general podcast just for your participation and helping us at patreon.com slash the PDL podcast. Buy your membership today. Start downloading and getting the free content. Well, it's not free. Sorry, I said free. Getting the extra content where we cut to the chase maybe just a little deeper. Again, patreon.com slash the PBL podcast, all of our other platforms at the PBL podcast. And you can also find us at the PBL podcast.com as well as email us at the PBL podcast, PBL podcast. It's a lot, a lot of P's to say in one setting. The PBL podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Be back after the break.